when you talk about having everyone's voice be heard and heard in an equal way, um, you need to have people that are willing to look at it and not be colorblind or not be blind to various identities here on campus. Welcome back to Miss Radio. This is Gabe Sanders. You're about to hear a bonus episode of the podcast, which is an interview with Jasmine Sturdivant and Emmy Hamm. You've probably heard at least one of those names before, but you should know them both by now because they're both running for student council next year. Jasmine as president and Emmy as vice president, they are on a ticket together, and they seem to make quite the dynamic duo. We have three other dynamic duos also running, and I've extended the invitation to all three of them to come on Miss Radio and have a chance to express themselves, their platform, their stances, their ideas for how to make things even better here at Miss. And that's what this show is uh, for Jasmine and Emmy. You're going to hear me ask them questions and hear them answer those questions. And through those questions and answers, hopefully a platform will emerge. Without any further ado, here's Jasmine Sturdivant, candidate for president of Miss Student Council 2019 to 2020, and Emmy Ham, candidate for vice president of Miss Student Council 2019 to 2020. Here we go. We're live. Okay. Were you gonna get hit? This is gonna be a grilling session. Okay, great. By the end yeah, of this, like you're going to be... A little gotcha journalism. Exactly. That's, that's the goal. We want to make sure that the American public knows who they're dealing with. Uh, the ballot needs to be a well-informed ballot. And that's why we're here today, okay. April 10th, 2019, with presidential and vice presidential candidates that's on right. a ticket together, Jasmine Sturdivant and Emmy Ham. That's right. Yes. So, Jasmine... Who are you? Well, my name is Jasmine Sturdivant. Mm -hmm. I am an IPD student here at Miss. IPD? IPD, International Policy and Development. Oh, that's right. Yes, I feel like yes. I should probably know that by now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and when do you graduate? I graduate. I'm actually doing the three-year BAMA program, so I will badass. be out of here in winter of 2021. See, I always thought that was badass master's <laughs> arts. It essentially is, if you think about it. Yeah. Next level up. Okay. So you're you're in it for three years. This is your first semester? Yes. Okay. So you, we'd have you for a while. Yeah. I don't know what the term limits are for president here, actually. I'm very curious if you might be able to hold office for longer than yeah, most. Yeah, keep my grip on power as long as possible. Well, we'll get to your power hunger yes. later. <laughs> um, Emmy, if I'm not mistaken, you were an IPD student. But I was. Now... And now I'm an MPA. That's Masters of Public Administration. That's right. Yes. And this is going to be your first test this if the campaign be. goes well. Yes, right? it definitely will be. Um, as of right now, we aren't sure if you'll have opposition, but due diligence requires that we expose you to the fourth estate, the media, which I guess in this case is Miss Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Miss Radio, everyone. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks for having us. It's, it is really our parentheses my pleasure um yeah it's hard to know whether to refer to us as a we or an i because full disclosure emmy is part of miss radio um outed. Outed. 
as is Angelo Gonzalez. Both of you will be here after I'm gone, so you've got a hell of a legacy to carry on. Yes. Uh, and Jasmine, you're welcome to get in on the action too, just for maximum nepotism. Yeah, so of course. That's what we're going for here at Miss. <laughs> we study government and we decide nepotism is the best way. Very effective, uh, very efficient. So to start things off, um, I want to know, what you've learned about this place since you got here. You've been here for this semester. I mean, you've had two semesters to develop a base of knowledge and understanding of how this place works. So obviously this is going to lead into why you're running for office, but I want to know what you've learned about this place so far, just as far as insights that you can carry into the position. So Jasmine, feel free to start us off. Sure. Um, so I've been here for one semester, um, but I do think that I bring a fresh perspective to Miss. Um, so a little backstory, I got out of the Marine Corps in September, um, and I knew I was going to continue pursuing my education. And so coming to Miss, I was really curious to come back to Monterey. I had served here for a little while. Um, and I think some of the things that I've learned about the community are that it's located in a really rich community in terms of opportunity and networking and actual wealth. Mm. Um, and the students here are really innovative and really excited to capitalize on that. I think that's what attracted a lot of us here. Um, it's a passion for being part of the larger community and exposing yourself to different cultures. Um, yeah, I just, I, that's the sense that I get being here. And that's really the thing that inspired me to want to be part of that and you know make moves and make changes here that's understandable i from experience i can tell you that your observations are mostly correct as far as i can tell um this place is multicultural and the exposure the potential at least is very great mm -hmm. for any student who wants to put themselves out there and get into the community there are all sorts of opportunities and this place is rife with learning yes. opportunities as well because i guess no government is perfect, including the local government here. And the Miss Student Council could use some um, fresh blood. Emmy, mm -hmm. what, what about you? What have what you learned? Have I, learned? Um, I guess I would just, you know, uh, note that we're always trying to increase the opportunities for that innovation and, and creativity to sort of percolate um, within the Miss community, but also outside of it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, uh, I've been surprised at how sort of isolated Miss is from the community. Um, I think there are definitely certain there are certain students working with um, with organizations um, in the area. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> but you know how you know like how how does that connect to our studies? How um, how solid is that? Um, are those relationships? Um, how uh, rooted are they in the Miss community? I think that. Um, I think there's a disconnect to a certain extent, and um, I think there are just so many opportunities around here um, in terms of what's going on, the social social issues that are happening, um, and if we can just make um, sort of those connections happen, I think we can really take Miss to the next level. So this sounds like a great segue into why you guys are running. Uh, I mean, it sounds like part of your reasoning is you'd like to help connect Miss to the community in which the school is located. You know, we're yeah. dead center downtown Monterey. Mm -hmm. There's a whole world of policymaking and social issues out there, like you said. Uh, Jasmine, is that something you feel like stimulates your kind of yeah. passion as well? Yeah, definitely. Like I was saying, I just feel like 
we are in the midst of this community that has so much to offer. And I think for us to not take advantage of that is a real mistake. And I think in a lot of ways, we haven't fully taken advantage of it. I think there are a couple issues um, that feed into this. I think that there is a gap in the communication that's happening, um, a gap between the administration and its student mm -hmm. body, um, a gap between the departments here at Miss and the kind of the collaboration between different disciplines, um, and then a gap between our reach and our foothold in the community at large. Um, yeah, I just, I know that there are so many students that have stayed in the area and have started businesses and want to connect and give back to the school. I know that there are business people that aren't necessarily connected to Miss, but are interested in um, reaching out and, and getting to know what our students know. And I think that it it's, it's a real issue if we're not taking advantage of that, especially as a professional grad school. Yeah, I would just comment on that, that I think the, the message here is connectivity. Mm -hmm. And we see where there are um, gaps yes. in, in, in how the community is connected to Miss, how Miss is connected to the administration. Um, more recently, we've seen this, this gap widening, I think, between the administration and the student body. Um, Vegan Gate uh, being a prime example. Um, yeah. Hate to use that catchphrase, but also. Well, it's it's <laughs> caught on, and there's nothing anybody can do about it at this point. I, I think that's a really good point. I mean, that Vegan Gate. I think there are issues. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, we're we're going with it. There are issues in you know, like the decision to make the the food composition what it's going to be for commencement but I think the bigger issue that I've heard in talking to students and I imagine you have as well is that is the decision making process seemed incredibly opaque and it mm. seemed as though there really wasn't the student buy-in at the level that felt appropriate to the student body and so that level of disconnect and that level of or that lack of transparency I think is really concerning to a lot of students. Right, and I don't think it just goes for this issue. I mean, we mm -hmm. saw when the whole language requirement um, yeah. thing was being debated, I think there was um, a lack of transparency there as well. Um, I, I think I heard it, you know, just in passing and then dug into it a little bit more. Um, but, I mean, ultimately, we are, we're invested in, in um, the longevity of this institution um, this is this is going to be what we carry with us through our professional lives. And I think it's important um, that we shape Miss in a productive and, um, you know, representative way today in order for that to carry on into into the future for us. So I'm going to play the part of Beryl Levenger here for just a moment <laughs> because she drilled into our heads in program evaluation. Jasmine, you'll have the pleasure at some point soon to take that course. Emmy, you've As taken it? Yeah. yeah, oh, you haven't yet, okay. Well, when you get there, you'll understand where I'm coming from with this, but I've heard you guys mention a lack of transparency, a lack of sort of representation by students and decision-making processes here. However, Beryl and other professionals in monitoring and evaluation would say, the problem is never a lack of something. Mm. So where is this disconnect coming from? Where do you mm. think you would look? to correct the issue or begin correcting the issue. It's not going to be a quick and easy fix. But if you were, say, president and vice president of student council, what would you do? I think it's um, reshaping the communication channels we have and rethinking how effective they are. So I think you're right. There's not necessarily a lack of 
communication, but I do think that there may be issues with how that communication is happening Mm -hmm. and who has access to it. For example, Emmy and I were both able to attend a town hall talking about the financial viability of the Institute. And one of the things we both noted was that it was happening at a time where anyone who was taking a class at that time or had to be at work to try and you know pay their rent or pay their tuition was not able to participate in a meaningful way. They weren't able to submit or they weren't able to ask questions. They weren't able to be there in person, which I think is really important. And so there are channels of communication like that town hall, but they're not necessarily um, reaching all students right. in effective ways. Well, that's a that's a pretty common practice among administrations at every level of government, um, or I guess institutional administrations. Friday is the day that media is not paying attention. Friday is the day that students are getting the heck off campus, and if they're on campus, they're surely not there for a financial viability session. They're there for a workshop or something that deserves their time and attention even more. I can't imagine why we shouldn't just have an email in our inboxes regarding financial viability. Why? reserve it for a two-hour session attended by only a small number of students. But those are hypothetical questions that deserve answering at another time, potentially. Mm -hmm. Um, In office, you would have opportunities to speak with people in Middlebury, the Middlebury College as well. The president travels to the East Coast to meet with people over there. I don't know the details of that trip, but if you had the opportunity to talk with the higher-ups there, that's where the power and the money right. emanate from yes. uh, as far as the Middlebury Institute goes. So what kind of conversation would you hope to have with them? I think one of the big things, going back to Emmy's point about connectivity, is um, I think when we took on the Middlebury name and the Middlebury brand in 2015, I think that really should have been the beginning of a new era and stronger lines of communication between Monterey and Vermont. And I think there have been inroads and there have been attempts to really foster that relationship, but I really think that we could go further. Um, So in visiting as the president, I would really be trying to shore up those connections in multiple ways, not just in having my voice be the one single representative of Vermont, but making sure that I'm taking the concerns of the students with me and amplifying those voices. Um, kind of going on to a separate tangent, I think that representation is important. Representation matters. Um, and as the vice president and president, I think our job would be not only to hear people, but to make sure that we're echoing those sentiments, whether they are our personal sentiments or not, and to make sure that students are getting their voices heard here in Monterey at town halls and open forums like that, but also taking those with us across to Vermont. Yeah, and I would just add um, on the you know, note of connectivity. I think JDJ actually touched on this at, at, um, at that presentation, but, um, there's a huge wealth of resources that are, that are currently untapped that Mm. come from Middlebury college. And as somebody from the East coast, especially, I understand, um, the potential that that is there. And I think that it's important not only for the administrations to connect, but students to connect, mm-hmm. right? They yes. should be, they should have these resources available to them, you know, kind of with a snap of their fingers, be able to access the language schools abroad or or whatever other programming. Um, or, you know, for example, Miss, Miss Radio, you mm-hmm. could easily connect to somebody um, who's working on the radio station there. Um, small connections and big connections alike, I think, are 
incredibly important and and will benefit all of us ultimately. I would like to think so. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, we've been trying to make some connections, Miss Radio, with the radio station out there. Mm-hmm. Time is of the essence right now, and I'm trying to make that mm-hmm. happen before the end of the semester. We'll see. Uh, we've all got work to do, but uh, there's always, you can always make time. Um, speaking of connections and current affairs here at the school, recently we found out that the G Style and GSIPM schools are essentially being merged in terms of governance, quote unquote. There will no longer be a dean of each school, but rather one for both. Uh, and this was an Let's call it an innovation <laughs> uh, brought to us by everybody who's been participating in this kind of workforce planning and strategic planning that the school's been doing. So right now there are GSIPM and G-Style senators. And the last I heard was uh, from student council, at least, they're trying to really define these roles. Um, but now that the schools are going to be merged and that the word school is kind of being dropped from the parlance here. This is a professional development institute. Uh, How do you think you might be able to take advantage of this deeper integration among G-Style, so translation, interpretation, TLM students, Mm -hmm. and all of us policy students? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's A great question. That's actually something that we want to focus on is connecting with students from other departments. Um, Right now, you know, as both of us are DPP students, and I think that we feel um, relatively isolated from the other programs. Um, And I think that is an experience that I've noticed from others as well. Um, And, you know, I would I would love the opportunity to really not only connect with them, but, you know, to be in classes with them, for example, and um, draw from their insights. There's so much that um, we learn. We know when there's a dual degree person in one of our classes, there are a lot of great insights that come out of that. Come out of that. Um, and so if we can keep capitalizing on that, I, I think that'd be fantastic. Yeah, um, to echo what Emmy was saying, I, I think that there is a lot of intellectual capital that's really just not being um, I don't want to say exploited, capitalized upon, um, just because of the siloing of the departments and of the schools. Um, but yeah, I think that because we are a language school and that has been a really big part of our brand despite this change in language policy, I think that those students really should be interacting with the other departments as much as possible. Um, even to the point of uh, what you were saying, Emmy, about having different people from different degree programs in classes, they bring a different perspective. They bring a different insight. And I think that we can only benefit from having those voices in all of our programs. I feel you. I have had a similar experience where, you know, say a TLM student is in your, you know, MPA or MBA class, they bring a totally different perspective, especially ones who've been abroad and who have exposure to other cultures and ways of thinking and just styles of working. Um, it's been a fascinating experience for me. And I think that the more students who have that, the better, broader your uh, frame of reference will be at the very least. So I look forward to seeing how you guys can integrate that into your platform and your work if you're elected. Um, taking a kind of wider view now, mm-hmm. we are in the midst of, well, a very interesting political situation. I knew you were going there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to know when you look out at this wide world of American geopolitical, all of it, 
all of, all the politics in the world. You could look at the UK, you could look at Germany, you can look here. Who do you look at and say they're doing a damn good job, and I'd like to do things more like them? <laughs> so I can I can take this. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Can I mention Obama? No, um, no. Well, you can mention anyone you like. <laughs> no, I, I think, um, I guess on a more serious note, I do really, um, I really enjoyed um, Angela Merkel, Angela Merkel, and how she's run things. I like that she's a woman scientist. I like that she is not a traditional politician. Um, and I think that she really had an attitude of kind of putting her head down and doing the work. And I think that that's really important for anyone that wants to represent um, the ideas of the people that they're supposed to be there for. Um, obviously, not obviously, but obviously I'm also an AOC fan. And I think that she's just shaking the table in a really important way. I think she's making sure that conversations are happening that need to be had. And I think despite her lack of experience in politics and her young age, which I think frankly shouldn't come into shouldn't come into the conversation at all. I think that she's bringing a new perspective to American politics and I think that she's bringing up topics that maybe we haven't wanted to talk about or haven't had the language to talk about and yeah, so she just kind of, you know, inspires me in how she's going after things that matter to the people that she's representing. Before we get to you, Emmy, I want to just deepen this a little bit. Mm -hmm. So Angela Merkel made a lot of decisions about admitting refugees in the millions yes. that made yeah. her country very, well, by many degrees, more diverse in a very short period of time. And that has created a lot of backlash. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine yourself in a situation where you have to do something that just feels like the right thing to do, even though it might and might be even guaranteed to rub a lot of people the wrong way? Um, if you were in a position to make that choice here at Miss as mm -hmm. president, how would you kind of explain yourself to the student body? Right. So I think one of the things that's really important is I'm a student here. I'm going to be here for three more years. And... I, like the rest of the student body, have a vested interest in this institute succeeding. I, you know, it could be possible that I go through and I obtain a degree and then I go into the workforce and the institute folds. I still have a degree, but it holds a little bit less weight knowing that people might look at my school as unsuccessful and that maybe the knowledge and skills I gain there are not as relevant as other people's might be. And so... I think that even though it might be, I might be put in positions where I'm going to have to make difficult decisions, if ultimately it is improving the way that the school runs from a business perspective, but also from a teaching perspective, um, I think ultimately that's going to be the right choice in the long term, and that's something I can definitely live with. Um, I do want to caveat that, though, with the importance of messaging and the importance of communication. Um, I think if you have a good idea, sometimes it can be difficult to message that, but I think that that's definitely something that we've been wanting to emphasize in making sure that people have information and they understand where our motivations and our decisions are coming from. Yeah, I would just echo that in that um, I, I think that there are so many great ideas, they're just not maybe communicated in the most effective way. And ultimately, I don't I don't think the administration is 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 uh, running things against the interest of the students. I don't think the student bot the student council is either. Um, ultimately, 
any decision that is made um, is a decision that will benefit or hurt us directly. Um, so we really have a really vested interest in, in, in those decisions. And I think our um, you know, working more intimately uh, with the student body than, say, the president of the United States and and American citizens um, or German citizens, whatever it is. Um, so, yeah, the, I think that's a great point. Yeah, obviously the parallels only run so far. That's a, right. you know, prime minister of a country versus – No, I know. Me? No, you, you guys, you've both done wonderf wonderfully in terms of addressing that question. We went from macro to micro really fast. That's not easy. So, We're quick on our feet. Yeah. Hey, that sounds like a point in your column in that sense. Yeah. Um, Emmy, who do you look to for uh, model leadership out there? I mean – <laughs> I, I'm going to act as though I don't know the answer to this question. <laughs> um, Bernie, still my boy. He's still my boy. And, you know, of course, AOC really uh, has modeled her, both her campaign platform and and her way of governing um, after a lot of his ideals. Um, so I love them both equally. Um, yeah, I just, I think, I, I really admire politicians who are unwavering in their stances, and um, they are really showing other progressives that um, not to get too political. Sorry, um, but they are really they're really proving that you you can be successful in being unwavering, and I don't think that we've necessarily seen that on such a scale before. I also very much admire conviction, and when people stand for something, especially as opposed to standing only against mm -hmm. things I, when you're simply a contrarian i don't know what you're going to accomplish aside from preventing change altogether mm -hmm. so yeah i think when i initially approached jasmine i said something along the lines of i hope you know that i'm not afraid to rock the boat <laughs> <laughs> and even if that pisses somebody off in one area or another that's sort of what i'm willing to do and that's the only way that i'm willing to govern at this point um so hopefully she'll keep me in check if i'm ever to complement each other really well yeah. <laughs> so this is gonna be a pretty broad open-ended question why you why now this is something that every presidential candidate has to answer to the american people you know on a, in a very broad sense and they have communication issues and challenges mm -hmm. but yeah, so I would like to talk about Jasmine. It's I feel like maybe it's easier to do like a... I like that. <laughs> a little more uh, objectivity, right? Right. So I, I approached Jasmine to run on this ticket together um, because she blew me away. First class that we, we were all in together, mm -hmm. actually, in Maha's class. Yes. <laughs> I could not believe that this was her first time in, uh, you know, higher ed context. Tell me about it. Like she just blows everyone out of the water sometimes in her in her analysis in her in her rhetoric in the way she presents herself in her mention the doodles the doodles <laughs> the doodles she's so creative it's it's just unique that you find somebody that is able to bring all those features together um, and use them in a really productive way and I've just really enjoyed getting to work with her um, and I think she has fantastic vision and passion for everything she's doing. Thank you. Um, yeah, if I can talk about myself a little bit as well, um, I I think I'm bringing a unique 
identity and skill set to the table and to miss. Um, so like I said, I'm a veteran. Um, there is a sizable veteran population here, and I think it would be fantastic to see it grow. I think we bring a really unique set of professional experience um, to the Institute. Um, in addition, I think one of the big things that Emmy and I have talked about and really really uh, gelled on is the idea of um, diversity. And maybe it's a little corny to say, you know, we want to bring diversity to a school, but it really is a major issue. I think mm -hmm. when you talk about having everyone's voice be heard and heard in an equal way, um, you need to have people that are willing to look at it and not be colorblind or not be blind to various identities here on campus. Um, so in addition to that, I, I just think um, I'm bringing you know, just a, an outside look. And I'm, I'm willing to, I'm willing and excited to kind of bring people together across departments and across identities. And I think that's, that's pretty major. But enough about me. Mm -hmm. Emmy. <laughs> yeah, what made, what made Emmy's approach? Yeah. yeah how, did how did that work? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> Why like did she it said, it was literally, we were, we were walking out of class and she kind of corners me. It's like, I have a proposal for you. And um, she pitched the idea to me. And I had been considering student council, but I, um, I wasn't sure if, you know, now was the right time to, to aim high. Um, but in talking to Emmy, I felt like I found a really, really good and, and really um, committed partner in this endeavor. And so I felt like together we had a really strong platform and we have really, really big ideas. Um, I like that Emmy is willing to shake the boat, shake the boat, rock the boat, whatever. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I think that your political experience and your background in campaigning is really important and in government in general. I think you have a really unique fire about you when it comes to making change and presenting issues. You're very well spoken. And I think maybe this is a common thread, but we both have a creative streak in us. Emmy is a very, <laughs> very accomplished vocalist. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes having a creative outlet or having that creative spark really can um, shift your perspective on how things should go and, and problem solving and critical mm. thinking. So I think that we, we both have our, you know, our strengths, but yeah, specifically Emmy's, Emmy's got, Emmy's got a fire. And I think that that's really <laughs> important when you're talking about, you know, um, choosing a, a direction and, and rebranding for a university in, in this particular situation. Well, I don't want to keep you guys too much longer. I'm pretty sure you've got class coming up, yeah, right? But let's call this your elevator pitch. Oh, wow. Mm. What do you got? What is, if you had to sum it up in a few sentences, 15, 20, 30 seconds, something like that, yeah. how are you going to convince the student body to vote for you when elections come around? I'll go first so you have the final word. Okay. I would say voting for us means an investment in the school and the institution and ultimately your future. Um, they are all very, very connected. And I think that if we don't realize the power that we hold as a student body and it's not well represented, then um, a lot can be lost. So um, 
I I really want to echo the message that we want to be representative. Um, we want to amplify the voices of students. Uh, you know, as as much as that's you know sort of reiterated over and over again in in politics, that's really our message. Um, it's not about what we want necessarily. It's about making sure that we're really reflecting the wants and needs of the student body. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, we're running together. So, you know, obviously we've got kind of a similar perspective. But, yeah, I think our big takeaways are going to be connection, representation, and diversity. Um, connection, like we were talking about, um, connecting students to one another across departments, connecting students to administration, and then connecting MISS as a whole to the wider community. I just think we're in this place where there are so many opportunities and so many resources. And I know I've been talking about this over and over, but it's true. And I think that our students have a lot to offer to each other and to the community. Um, and, you know, it gets me fired up thinking, you know, we can do something to maximize that potential. Um, going into representation, like you were saying, we want to amplify those voices. We want to make sure that everyone is being heard and everyone is being represented as best as possible. And then finally, speaking about diversity, um, we want to make sure that we're looking at all students and the totality of their identities and making sure that that is something that we are putting out there as a strength of miss, which it is. Um, but I want to make sure that people are are seeing themselves here and seeing and, and can envision themselves as future students here. So that's us. That's that's what we're bringing to the table. I dig it. <laughs> well, Jasmine Sturdivant, Emmy Ham, candidates for president and vice president, respectively, for the academic year of 2019 to 2020. Everyone, consider yourselves informed. Thanks, Gabe. Thank you both. Thank you. <laughs>